Welcome to Significance Breed Success. My name is Daniel Pewter, and today I have a guy who I've gotten to know over the last few years. Freddie Behean is uh, president of organization, executive level. He is a world-class uh, gymnast. He's uh, now owns a gym. He impacts people's lives. He travels and speaks. Um, you've trained under the biggest names, Tony Robbins, uh, Les Browns, different guys like that. Um, what's, what's life all about? Uh, let's start with the hardest question possible. Awesome. Life is that, that, that question. It's a very loaded question, though. Um, it's a great question, though. Um, I think a lot of people are searching for that meaning. And my search has led me into legacy, I think, um, because I've achieved, as you know, in multiple levels and so many things. But it's not about that. You achieve, you get medals, you get certificates, you hang them up, and eventually they kind of fade. They don't mean anything to you anymore. To other people, they might, but to you, it doesn't. So you search for the next thing. And uh, I think what I've discovered is really the legacy, is, is the people that I've affected, that the memories that I've created. That's been the biggest impact in my life. So life, to me, is about creating legacy, touching other people, and making sure that your life matters, that your existence impacted someone. So if you didn't exist, that person wouldn't have been impacted. That's what life is about for me. I love it. So world-class athlete, then you come back and you open a gym. Yeah, I opened the gym actually because, um, not because I wanted to be an entrepreneur at all. I opened the gym because I got challenged by one of the <laughs> uh, XM, uh, bosses that I had. And um, he believed that all the children should receive high fives. They should all be rewarded for being mediocre. And as a high-level athlete, I believed... That's not a good thing to do because in real life, you don't get rewarded for mediocrity. In real life, you get rewarded for results. So instead of hiding that from the kids, I wanted to teach them how to fail. I wanted to teach them how to learn to be better than the person that just kicked their butt. And to me, that's the most valuable thing. So it was a challenge. He says, that business model is not going to work. And I said, okay. So I opened it and 26 years later. Thousands and thousands of students have come through our gym. And that's what we do. We take him from chubby to champions because we work on this. So there was a guy, I was the number one rated professor at the university where I've taught at. And there was a guy that beat me out and I became number three. I'm thinking to myself, I've only been here a year and I'm number one. He beat me out. He's been there for I don't know how long, right? Long time. Got better ratings. We were both 5.0s. And my buddies were like, oh man, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go learn from him. So That's call right. this guy up, and I'm like, uh, sir, could I take you out to breakfast? And he's like, why would you want to do that? I'm like, because you're number one at the university rated professor on ratemyprofessor.com or whatever right. it is. I'm like, I want to learn and grow. And it's interesting because I find so many people, they have that opposite mindset. They're like, when I get beat, I'm like, poor me. Like, I'm going to get him back. It's like, no, I'm, I, I want to. I mean, this thing, I'm younger. I'm going to be number one longer. And number one doesn't mean anything if I don't have real impact. So I looked at a few different things, and I, I proved that to my kids. And we built a relationship now. And now I'm actually hiring him to work for me nice. in our organization uh, as a contractor to do some specific things. But it's interesting because, you know, if number one is smarter and better, like the, the CEO mentality, like what you do with your coaches, finding the best coach. If you don't have the best coaches, then you as an executive and owner of something – you're never going to get the best results. That's right. So what have you found with your coaches? Because I had a lot of coaches. People look at individual sports, I think, not as a team per se, 
but I find it's more of a team that we have to go out and get. So I in MMA, I had a kickboxing coach, a tie boxing coach, a jiu-jitsu coach, a wrestling coach. I had all these coaches versus, let's say, football, you have maybe three or four. I probably had 10. And so how did that affect you with building your individual sport and going out and finding the best for you because it was up to you. It wasn't up to a team to provide to you. That's correct. Um, it's actually, um, gymnastics is a very lonely sport, in my opinion. Um, you you got to be motivated yourself. And regardless how good I was as a gymnast, for some reason, I never had the full attention of my coaches. So it made it even more lonely. I always felt like I'm not getting the attention. But then when I look back at it, I realized I never asked for it. I always felt like they should come to me, and I never actually went and asked. And it caused me to just be independent. It caused mm. me to seek the help that I needed and figure things out. And that actually made me a better gymnast because I wasn't relying on my coach to tell me what to do. I would seek it out. I would realize this is not working. Who does it better? Just like yourself. I would go and find out who the best guy is in what I was failing at. And I would look at what he's doing. I would consult with him. How, how do you do this? What, what do you feel when you do this? What kind of a conditioning have you done for that? And I would learn from that and do it on my own. And eventually the coaches would come to me, but it, it was not. And they, when I talked to them, they're like, well, we thought you're, you're cool without us. We didn't know you needed it, so we went to the guy that complained the most. <laughs> Interesting. So today, with business in general, what do you look for um, in leadership within your organizations? What do you go after and search for? Do you just, you know, if you're looking for somebody, do you just post it on Indeed and go, oh, hope, hopefully I get somebody? Or do you really search and look for, you know, what, what do you look for? What is that? Look, I think, I think our society right now is suffering from mediocrity. It's being rewarded. And as such, the workforce is also looking for that. What is the bare minimum I can do so I can get paid and go and do something else rather than what is the impact that I'm going to have? Uh, would I be doing this because I'm passionate about the result that I'm producing? I think that's difficult. And, and when I do the interviews to find people to work with us, I'm looking for that one person that is not necessarily looking as what's in it for me? How much am I going to get paid? Is what is the impact that I'm going to be involved in? Who's going to work with me? How many lives are we going to touch? And do I have the freedom to explore and do things on my own? Because I, I, I want someone that is able to say, you know what, this is the boundaries that you're giving me. Can I break that? Can I do more than that? Hmm. And absolutely, that's the person I'm looking for. I think that's what's missing right now, the creativity. Someone that's willing to take something and add to it and do more than what they're getting paid for. I talk about that on stage a lot, you know, the value exchange. We always look at what's the minimum value I can give you for the maximum result you're giving back to me. I'm like, what if we switch this? What if I give you way more than you paid me for? Yeah. And I do it from my heart. What if everyone did that? The world will change. That entitlement goes away. The mediocrity goes away. So that's what I'm looking for. And it's hard. They're very, it's hard, but when I find someone, I try to encourage. I try to give them that inspiration so they can learn and be that way. Because that is a lifestyle. And once you get that, I believe nothing is impossible for you. You can win at anything you touch. But you need to have that mindset. So next steps, where's the future of sports? Where's the future of growth? Because I know you're doing a lot of corporate uh, executive training, leadership training. What do you, where are you spending most of your time today and, and where is it going? 
Well, I'm actually working a lot on stage with entrepreneurs, up, up and coming entrepreneurs, people that want to start something, they don't know how to get started, or have limiting beliefs in, in what they want to do, but that they feel like, well, I'm missing these resources. And what I love to show them is that it's not the resource that's missing, it's, it's your resourcefulness, it's your mindset, it's how you attack a problem or challenge that exists. And that's what I'm doing right now. And, and with that, really tackling that mediocrity idea to be the best you can be without, you know when you've done mediocre. As athletes, we know, okay, today I could have done an extra push-up, but I didn't. You know it. So integrity, being honest with yourself that, you know what, this is what I promised I was going to do, and I fell short of it, or did I actually deliver that? And that's really what success is about. And if I can share, share that with young people and even entrepreneurs that have been in business, but they've hit a plateau because that's really what's missing. So I find that super challenging with being an athlete because I used to say I'm going to go do this and I did, right? And I find that what I learned is I would actually burn out too because I wouldn't listen to my body. So I'd commit to doing X, you know, eight weeks out from a fight Mm -hmm. and then I'd start burning out Mm -hmm. two, three weeks out. So I would would get to like pull back a little bit based upon how my body was functioning, Mm -hmm. even though I was in shape and I had to continue to push. Right. So it's interesting on how people's, you know, my mindset didn't want to stop. Right. My commitments didn't want to, like, you know, change. But if I didn't listen to who I was, then I would, I would, I would basically break. 100%. Because I'd push so hard Mm -hmm. at the level I was at. Yeah. We do that as gymnasts. Actually, uh, it's really interesting. You said that uh, one year before the world championships, I had a whole... Uh, structured workout for me so I knew what I'm supposed to do because as you said your body needs recovery time when you push hard you need to let it recover and you got to listen to your body everybody's body is different and I think as high-level athletes we kind of become in tune with our body we know that okay today's workout is gonna cause me to be down in energy level and strength two days later you Mm -hmm. know that because you worked hard today two days later you're not gonna be as your at your strongest you're gonna be a little sluggish Mm -hmm. but that's the result you got out of that if you understand how your body functions, you can calculate. And this is exactly what I did for a year out. I knew exactly what I'm, when I need to do multiple reps, when I need to do quality, when I need to just do cold turkey stuff, which mm. is you just show up, no warm-up, you just deliver, and you get one shot to deliver. And, and I was doing that, and I was training my body and understanding the cycle. So by the time I get to the world championship day, I was at my peak. I wasn't in recovery mode. So mm. working this backwards, you're 100% right. We, we, we can't always be on. As athletes, we are on, and then we need recovery time and we break. Businesses do the same thing. Cash flow goes up, goes down. You got to understand the cycle so you know where you are so you can do the right strategic thing. So it's interesting on days off even because people are like, oh, I need a day off from something. And I don't necessarily need a day off. I can go 30 days straight with just pounding the pavement, and then I might sleep for a day, right? (laughs) So I'll do a catch-up. So how do you understand how to focus in business because you go on the weekends like right now it's saturday you go hard maybe on sundays you go you know seven days a week to build what you're building how do you find or how do you choose to say you know what i want a day off here like if i know my body's breaking down Mm -hmm. and it happens every you know let's say quarter i feel it and so i just literally cancel all my meetings the next day and i'll just take a day off 
but it very rarely happens. But I can push myself to the fact or to the point now of that breakdown. How do you start seeing that with your business side of it today? It's really interesting you're saying that, and I think it's very common in people that actually accomplish a lot of stuff and are a little bit more mature in what they do. Because when we were young, we were pushing hard, right? Like no sleep, no food, nothing. We just push. But as we're maturing more, we're, we're realizing the most valuable thing we have is our, is our health. we got to really take care of us first and foremost. So, yes, I do the same thing. I actually do have days where I'm like, you know what? Emotionally, I need to be detached from everything. And I stop. I literally stop and go to a beach and just sit there. You go to some, a beach too? Yeah, I go to the beach. Just, I love just the beach. Get some breathing going on. Just just listen to the sound and just have no one around me. Just that alone time. Yeah. Be, but this is the thing. I can do that and I think you can do that because we know the next day we come back, we'll have more energy. So it's that, that diminishing return yep. that we're, we're, we, we understand. We know that by taking today off, tomorrow is going to be way stronger. We get more done rather than grinding through and you get to that plateau phase where you're burned out like you said because you know being fresh is important so i find that i function at usually a higher level than the average person because i switch my mindset on i enjoy what i do Mm -hmm. everything even if it's painful Mm -hmm. just like i got punched in the face so i had to enjoy that like i had to shift my mindset to the point that if I, i liked getting punched in the face which is very interesting for a human we have a photo like that too couple of years ago i think we had one where when you punching me yeah i was punching you yeah it was a we fake punch on, right, yeah but it's okay but i can show you real one if you want that's all right i can teach you the skill set okay, okay. <laughs> and so it's interesting on how we how i at least enjoy what a normal person would not like so how does that work for you of creating the highest level of execution and and mindset and mentality Versus, let's say, other people in your business that can't execute at that high because of your belief. I actually wrote about what you just said in my book, and uh, it's like a catch-22. If you look at, for example, gymnastics, we have the guys' events have six events. It's very like very likely that you're good at three of them, and then you're mediocre at two, and you really are bad at one, right? And it's almost 100% true that that one that you're not that good at is the least amount of time that you spend on. So I find this catch-22 that if you are not enjoying what you're doing, you automatically spend less time doing it. Therefore, you're not going to get as good at it. And this is how we train our, our, our kids. It's like, if this is what you least like, we're going to spend more time on this. Hmm. And the funny part is once you start succeeding at that, because you've spent more time on it, it's fun. So it's creating that success and understanding what that level of success is. Uh, most people look for that home run for the success part. Mm-hmm. Break it down into 10 pieces. If that's still not good, break that down even further and further until you find something that you can say, you know what, I succeeded. And that makes it fun. Love it. So give me one piece of advice, something that you're really diving into in your life, something that means a lot to you and how you're impacting people's life, but one piece of like real advice on how people can understand themselves and grow. Look, as someone that has achieved a lot of stuff and I've really gone hardcore in what I've done and people that I work with, I, I deal with entrepreneurs that, that are really successful and I'm coaching them and I'm working with them and, and they're striving for something and a lot of times it's not that. Because even if they got that, something else is going to show up that they're missing still. 
I think in life, and that was the original question you also asked, what is this about, is, is really to be satisfied with who you are and what you've accomplished. And I think one of the biggest issues becomes when you're realizing, I could have been better. I could have done more. I could have. And then you're like, I played small. So I think with small time that we have in this world, we need to do our best to be the best version we can be while we're impacting others. So the question becomes, am I pushing to make a lot of money or open multiple businesses so I can satisfy that need, or am I actually doing it because that's the right thing to do? I do a lot of charity work, right? In order for me to do that stuff, I need to financially be secure. Mm -hmm. So that's a motivation for me to make money in my businesses so I can go and donate my time and money to create that impact. Hmm. If I don't have the money, I can't do the impact. So now I have a different way of looking at that impact by creating more business. So being whole, I think. And a lot of times, you know, we're pushing there, but then our relationship is suffering or our connection with our family members are suffering. You're still not at your best. You're playing mediocre in that department. So being fully balanced which is tough. You know, mm -hmm. as an athlete, we understand that. If your biceps are really strong, but your triceps are not, you're going to get injured. You're going to be out of the game. So we got to work on everything, even if it's not something that's fun. You got to work on that so your overall strength and strong. I find a lot of older people have a lot of regret. Like what you just said, I wish I could have. And with our kids today, I, go, I, I show them the perspective of, are you okay with, let's say, just playing video games? And then you don't get the career and you don't work on yourself. So you don't get the wife or the husband or you don't get the job offer or you don't get the college because you're goofing off and you're really not putting time and effort into what you want, what you really want. You're taking the easy route of just disconnecting and just playing. What's your thought? This is a really, really uh, sensitive topic. I think this is really important because we, um, I think youth, today are wasting their life away with doing things that are just temporal, temporarily fixing mm -hmm. their issue, but they're not long-term. Uh, this is how I live my life. If um, something is permanent, like I put it in, in, in perspective of, is this a permanent shift? Is, is what happened today or what I'm doing right now, is that a permanent thing or do I, can it be repeated? Sometimes, like money can always be made. So you lose money, people freak out, money comes and goes. Jobs come and go. Other things come and go. But there's certain things in life that you only have one of. You cannot replace that. That's relationships. That's memories. I think you got to grow on a daily basis to be the best version you can be. And the things that are not replaceable are the times that you're spending with people, the memories that you're creating. And I think that's the most important thing. I, as someone that has been educated highly and, and decades in, in schooling system and has educated himself not just in schools but also outside – I think youth right now need experience. Mm. They need to experience stuff. Go to other countries. Go learn languages. Go connect with people. Go do things where you fall down and start from scratch and do it again and again. Because when you get older, you want to say, you know what, been there, done that. I have these experiences. Now I can build based on that. Versus like, oh, I just want to be an entrepreneur. And you focus everything on that. But then you're losing your 20s. You're losing mm. your 30s. Those are the times that don't come back. Those are the memories that, you know, you can only climb a mountain at a certain age. After that, it becomes a lot harder. The experience is different. Go experience the world. Learn how to connect with people. Have fun. I love it. Where can people go and find you? 
they can come to my social media, Freddie Behin. Uh, I'm very active on Instagram, actually, and uh, my website, freddiebehin.com. Dot com. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, bro. I appreciate your advice. Of course. Ray. You guys, my biggest challenge, what he said, is go for it. Don't don't just look back at what you didn't do. Don't don't regret, but really go for what you want to create in your life. Create a legacy and so you can impact more people. Thanks, bro. Of course. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.